Hey everybody, welcome back this week as we walk through the Word together. And as we walk out this truth, we discover that life is produced in us and also in other people. We are walking with one another, growing together to see the life of Christ continue to manifest and birth in us and then to see it spread outside of the walls of our houses and our church building. Hey, 21 uh, Days has just been awesome. And uh, last week we talked about, and I don't want to read it, I don't have a lot of time, so I don't want to go back. If you want to look at what we talked about last week, we're in 1 Corinthians 14. And we talked about how that church, they were encouraged that, hey, listen, like you guys all have the Holy Spirit in you. And during the week, we're prepping to gather back together. And when we get back together, have a song on your heart, an encouragement from the word, a revelation. Maybe as you come and you pray in a tongue, there's an interpreter in here. Everybody's got different gifts in the Holy Spirit. And if you're thinking like, well, that's like really out there stuff. Yes, it's in the Bible though. So like we got to do something with it. And here what I want, even the foundation, our first year of this church, the word is the word and we've got to do something with the word, you know? Like even if we don't like it, we got to be like, but the word, I don't know. Like I pray that the word changes us versus us want to transform the word. The word has been tried and true for a long, long time. And I don't think I'm smart enough to say, you know what, that ought to change. I'm just not there yet. And so I want to digest every part of the scripture that's even challenging to me. And I want it to break the little box maybe that I've put God in. And I want to look at this whole book and I want to go, man, if that's true, what could happen in this room if we came prep during the week to say, man, the reason I live is actually for you. Like my success hinges on our success and our success hinges on our surrender. That's a bear. That would go against pretty much everything maybe we were ever taught, right? Because you don't, you don't surrender to nobody. I fight to the death and I will win. I will conquer you in the process. And this whole thing is about me getting me where I need to go. That is not the way of the gospel at all. Jesus said, I will lay down my life for you. And then says, would you come follow me into the life that I have now lived for you? Receive my life and you will find what you have always been looking for. It's just the word. But let's be really honest. I don't like that word. That is not fun. But you will find out if you do it, it's actually fun. It doesn't sound fun. But those of us who've begun to step our, step our toes into the water of maturity, which is moving in obedience, you will begin to say, doesn't sound fun, but it is. Ooh, oh, it's fun. There's no other life like it. And when you step in and begin to experience what I said, like, I don't know what that did. Every single person sharing, like, was it just a blessing to hear from the others who were shared? Just lift your hand and let them know. It's a blessing. Look around. It's a blessing to all of us. Whether you were challenged, convicted, encouraged, did something to you because by faith you stepped in obedience to do what the word said. And then God did his stuff. But I don't always know what God's gonna do and I don't have to. I'm just called to live Jesus and then Jesus does his stuff. I encourage you to keep pressing into this and then go on this journey where we grow together. The vision of this church is 
We're gonna be a part of a kingdom movement, growing, so it's a process, we're gonna grow. You're gonna mature and it's okay. I don't expect you to be perfect. Nobody in here is perfect, we're all growing. We're gonna grow together by, there's something we're doing and accomplishing together, loving God and we're gonna love the world. And the only way we even begin that process is right where we start today is we've got to be loved by God. First John says, you can't love anybody unless you have first been loved. So you can understand this. Anybody in your life who is not living out love is simply struggling because they have not truly received love in their own life. You say, well, Jay, what are you talking about? I mean, I'm keep receiving and growing and receiving more and more love from God. Because the worse you begin to, the more you grow, the more you understand how precious he is and really how fallible you are. But the more you realize how fallible you are, the more you're meant to experience how great he is. It should grow together. But you'll find if you begin to think how fallible you are and you don't grow in the love of God, you'll find yourself going down into a hole of depression and you won't want to leave. Anybody ever been there? I just feel like I'm not loved. I feel like I'm screwing it up. And you fight and fight to not screw it up anymore and you only find yourself going deeper. But God will meet you right down here if you'll let him. Just receive it right here. At the worst point of your life, receive it right now that Jesus loves you and the word was he's pursuing you. I love that word because it's true. He is pursuing you. That is the truth. Well, Jay, I don't feel it. Well, you're in this room right now hearing a word that encouraged me. Jesus is pursuing you. Let that begin to lift you. Let that begin to cover you. Last week, we talked about a story and it talked about the gospel being something like this. It's like, you ever pass the train tracks? I'm gonna go abbreviated version, not so dramatic, you know, like usually yeah. You go past a train track and you always dream about your car turning off. Anybody in the room, you know what I mean? Like one of my worst nightmares, like if it happened, I don't know. You hear the train whistle blowing. I'm not gonna do the example because I got made fun of last week. Somebody came to me and was like, all I thought about was you doing that stupid horn sound, you know? I'm like, so fine. Anybody got a better horn sound? Come on. That was way better. Except like, yeah, that was really good, right? Come on. Now all you're going to think about is the train sound. I get it. That was good. Thank you. I do. <laughs> Except imagine like a hundred times louder, maybe a thousand times louder, like so loud. And as it gets closer and closer, you frantically try to get out of the car and your hands are sweating and you don't know what to do. You ever get that moment where you're super nervous? Hands are trembling. You try to get out of the seatbelt and you can't get it fast enough. Your doors are locked. What am I going to do? And the guy behind you pushes your car over the track and you begin to roll, not knowing how you're doing it. And all of a sudden you look in your rearview mirror and poof, the car gets disintegrated behind you. You roll out of this car and I, I can imagine myself, like if this ever happened to me, I, I would roll out and be like, what in the world? Why me? Like why would somebody do that? You don't even know me, right? Like, you don't know me. What did you do? We went through 1 Corinthians 14. And check out like the next passage, like right in 15. The next word he says, Now I remind you, brothers, of the gospel that I preached to you, which you received, in which you now stand. I love that. We, we even gave this picture of getting up. And it's like you realize the gospel, but it gives you the power to actually stand up. But some of us actually never move past just like down here. We're like, 
that was, that was wild. And you're no longer sweating and you're, you're kind of getting, like you forget how precious it was because like you haven't moved from anywhere, right? But the gospel is you continue to encounter and experience it every moment of your life, you begin to take one more step each time. So God's grace moves you to stand now. And when you stand, you're like, whoa, like I can, standing is just another miracle, you know? Wow. And then in the story that I told, it's like once you stand, you continue to live only to find that the blessing gets better and better. You move to the car and you realize that maybe your ch- if you have small children, you understand this. They are like ninjas. My kid does stuff and I'm like, how did you do that? I look up and everything's destroyed. And I was like, you were silent. But you get up and you realize that you walk over to the car and you realize that your youngest child had actually climbed into the car and was hiding, playing with you and didn't even realize he was in the car. The blessing of the gospel gets more and more precious the more you live and stand and breathe inside of it. My prayer is as we grow together, you are experiencing how good it's getting and is got and will get all the things. But he says, this gospel, which I preach to you, is the way in which you stand. And this is simply the gospel, guys. Here's what he says next, that Jesus Christ died to forgive your sins and he rose from the grave on the third day. So here's basically what he's saying. Jesus died to forgive you. And then two, Jesus rose to walk with you. Here is the truth for you to receive. Jesus walks with you when you put your faith in him. He didn't one time, one moment do anything for you. He is with you. Now it is tuning my ears to how he speaks. A lot of the time we miss Jesus in his work and his speaking because we expect him to speak a certain way. As I walk with people and as I I begin to learn myself, I've found that he responds in prayer. Prayer is where everything starts. Communion with your father is where it all starts. So do you need to know what to do? Pray. And then begin to listen in your heart and your mind and go to the word and discern there. What is the will of God? I promise you, a lot of us, if we're definitely walking in in the early stages of our Christian life, it will contradict a lot of what you feel. And when you continue to press into obedience, not according to feeling, but according to the truth by faith, you will experience and grow and your feelings will follow your growth. Does that make sense? A lot of us, we want this fuzzy feeling from God and that will indicate his will for me. No, I can know his will for me. I I absolutely know his will and you do too. He left you with his desire for your life. Come follow me. And the life that I live, I invite you to follow me as we live that out again together because my kingdom is advancing and I'm coming again. Go tell everybody. That's his will for your life. And you're like, well, that sounds not so fun. If you step into it, I promise you, it's what you've always been looking for. You have a purpose and a call on your life and he designed it this way. It's designed this way. So the story continues and he writes another letter. And now I wanna direct our attention to Ephesians really quick. 
And I want to just read a couple verses to you guys in Ephesians 4. He talks about moving from standing to walking. And he says, I therefore, a prisoner for the Lord, urge you, I'm compelling you to walk now. Stand up from the place of standing. Now let's begin to walk. How, how should we walk? Walk in a manner worthy of the calling to which you have been called. What did TC say? It was so important what he said as we entered worship. What is a saint? Someone who has the ability to enter into divine relationship with a divine being. This is your calling. Whether you know it or not, this is your calling to be connected with a divine being. And I would tell you, in fact, if you are in Christ, then you are connected to the divine being. You don't have to search to be any longer. Jesus was the door that you entered in. You have it. Now believe it. What would you do if you were connected perfectly to the divinity of God Almighty? What would you do today? What'd you do? I promise you, if, if, if I believe I'm, and, and I have a voice to the king and he listens to me and I can know his heart for them, oh, I'm calling it down. Do it. Oh, I'm, I'm praying for the sick. I'm praying for people who are, who are ill in the mind. I'm praying for everybody. Are you a saint, friend? Then you have a divine calling. Continue to step into the weirdest feeling of I don't want to because the scriptures are very clear. I don't fight against flesh and blood, but principalities and power. So here's what I know. This is actually um, a fight to do these things to which you have been called. How are we to walk and what is this going? Let's look at it. With all humility, gentleness, with patience, bearing with one another in love, eager to maintain the unity of the spirit in the bond of peace. That don't sound like a win. Gentleness, patience, bearing with one another as they just royally screw you over. Anybody like, anybody on for this life? Let's go, why not? No. Doesn't sound fun. But when we're connected to the divine being, what do we need from anybody else? I'm not so offended by you when you screw me over because guess what? I didn't need anything from you in the first place. I was 100% fine. I'm trying to deliver to you what he's given to me, but I'm not looking to be completed by anybody else because I've got perfect oneness with the divine being. That's what we're invited into. So we can walk humbly. We can be patient. We can be all these things. It's yours for the taking. Have it. But it's a growth process. Now let's grow together. Let's, let's work it out together. And listen, I know some of y'all are like, man, like I've already hacked y'all off sometimes. I'm, I'm sorry. Like, I'm not even perfect. Like I know. But we bear with one another. Some of y'all hacked me off. I speak like I've just grasped all these. I have not. I have to go home and do work because I'm like, I'm mad at you. I'm mad at you and you and you. I don't like you. I have to do business in the closet with God. I need, brings me back to what I'm teaching today. And I go, man, 
Lord, thanks. I think I, I care a lot about what people think, you know? Man, I get it. That's why I'm preaching myself. So just understand that. I ain't grasped any of this. By faith, I'm telling us. But can you imagine if it was always in the back of your mind that you were on that railroad track and you got pushed over the tracks, right? Can you ever imagine pulling up to a railroad track ever again behind somebody else and being like, get out of the way, idiot? Really couldn't. Could you? It's so easy to forget. That's why in every book in the New Testament, he brings us back to the most basic of principles. Remember the gospel of Jesus Christ. Remember, remember, remember. Because it feels like just a few days earlier, I was pushed over the tracks and the next day I'm having road rage. You know what I'm saying? Anybody, come on now. Like, I don't know why. I'm in desperate need of forgiveness all the time. And I realize it more and more, the more I know Jesus, the more I know how bad Jay is, truly. And the deeper I know him, the more I realize I ain't even close. But I'm so glad that he just made me close because I'm not. Thank you. And then it moves me to that humble place, patient place, loving place. But the gospel experience has to be experienced more and more and more. Let's continue. He goes on to say, there's one body and there's one spirit, just as you were called to one hope that belongs to your call. One Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all who's over all and through all and in all. Let that sink in for a second. If you are in Christ, this says we are united by one Lord. We've got one master who gives us the rules. He gives us the calling. He gives us the word. We don't deviate. You can deviate if you want, but you're going to get what he promised you would get. Do you want his way, his blessing? Do his stuff. Follow him. But we've been united. Listen, this is the unity that we have. Our unity is not a personality who preaches. Our unity is not a music style. Our unity is not a political party. Our unity is not a socioeconomic class. Our unity is not a skin color. Our unity is not a country. Our unity is one faith, one Lord, one baptism. That's what unifies our hearts. Look around this room, y'all. I'm telling you, nowhere else in America is this room gonna be gathered. Nowhere. Maybe for a football, but like everybody's cheering for a different side. You know what I mean? Like, this is the only place this kind of thing happens. The church, we got, I mean, just all kind of weird people in this room right now. You know, like, and it's awesome. Like the church has been such an experience. We're like, I would have never known many of you. I'm so thankful for this. What a joy the church is. When you need a blessing, just think about that. What a blessing it is just to sit next to people you, you would never have sat next to, you know? I read this, that one Indian pastor, he said, most of what happens to the Christian churches, including even miracles, can be duplicated in Hindu and Muslim congregations. But in my area, only Christians strive, however, to mix men and women of different castes and races and social groups. That is the real miracle. The real miracle is actually love and joy and peace and patience and kindness and forbearing with one another. That's a miracle. 
Anybody else like that life? Nah. What brings you back? The grace of Jesus Christ, you know what I mean? Like, I'm just really thankful. But have you ever endured with somebody and found that the relationship got so, I mean, just got so much sweeter? Like when, it, when, you, were at the, when you were at the crossroads and you could have gone one way and you decided, I decide, I, I want to go that way, but I will choose this way to, together. And the relationship gets way better. Bearing with one another in love, because I promise you, Jesus does this with you every second of our lives. He never leaves you and he chases you down the road. What what kind of God do we serve, man? Mm. I gotta speed up. I wanna finish this, okay? Are you okay? Can I can I just ten, seven minutes? Is that okay? Seven minutes, let's go. I'm gonna skip down verse 11 and I'm gonna go to 25 and I'm gonna read this. I'm gonna finish up. And here's what he gave to the church to accomplish all these things, he says. He gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the shepherds and teachers to equip the saints for the work of the ministry. The saints, there's the word saint. The ones who are divinely connected to God It says that God has given a gift. The word is charis, like it's a gift. God actually gives people as a gift to the church, to many of us in this room, to help you actually do work. And when I say you, I mean us. Like collectively, we then go to work together. So you've got different offices who help equip everybody. And I'm I'm gonna tell you, like some of you in this room have divine callings on your life in these particular areas. It is vital, let's continue and realize why it's vital for you to realize that it's so vital. To equip the saints for the work of ministry. Here's what ministry is. For building up the body of Christ. Sounds very familiar what we read in Corinthians, right? Until we all attain to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God to mature manhood. Now we're gonna grow. Let's grow together. Let's get mature. The vision of what we're doing is every bit of the word. We didn't make it up, it's all word. So here's what it looks like to be mature. To the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. That means God's Jesus's life, God in the flesh, manifests in your life. His life, your life. Very mirrored. So that we may no longer be children tossed to and fro by the waves and carried about by every wind of doctrine, by human cunning, by craftiness in deceitful schemes. I wanna tell you, if I ever get to the place where I would like for you to be more a part of Midtown than Jesus Christ, come talk to me. I desire for us to mature, not into a, a larger thing that we call Midtown. I want to see the very image of Christ come to life in each one of us together. But how does that happen? And let me tell you, if that happens, Midtown will not be able to handle 
it will be able to handle in God's grace. But this room will not be able to handle what God does if this begins to happen. Rather, here's what we will do. Instead of being tossed to and fro, and you, oh, that, that loud voice was great. He was really compelling. This was awesome. Listen to CNN. That was, oh, that was amazing. We, oh, no, no, now they're saying this. Now they're saying, listen, right? So it feels like, we don't have to be like that at all because we got the truth. Rather, here's what we do. Speak the truth in love. Speak the truth in love. That's a learning process. Anybody married in the room speaking the truth in love? That's a learning process. We are to grow up in every way into him who is the head, into Christ, from whom the whole body is joined and held by every joint with which it is equipped. Here it is. When each part is working properly, makes the body grow so that it builds itself up in love. Listen, the way this body grows is from within, not from without. When everybody begins to work properly according to the gift that God has manifest within you for the building up of everybody in this room, you begin to grow from the inside and it goes outward. I have seen a model, I have heard one preached, we'll get a different person from the outside who can do something different and they will bring people in and it's gonna be awesome, you know? <laughs> but I wanna invite every single one of us sitting here today into your divine calling as saints, Step into your divine calling and understand you have it. Let's begin to grow in this. Choose to no longer to speak your ideals over your spouse. Choose to no longer speak your ideals at work. Choose to no longer live out your own fantasies, but invite God's ideas and his dreams into your heart. And I promise you, sorry, it will be everything you ever wanted. Believe him and you will experience him. And in fact, others in your life will experience him because of what he's manifesting through you. This is just the word, and I love the word. So if you say, I'm gonna end now, okay. If you come in here, practical, and you're like, you know what this place needs? This place needs some friendly people. You know, I heard that one, I heard that. This place needs some friendly people. And I said, you know what? God has made you a visionary. You are a visionary. And in fact, you see the problem that God has called you to. Why don't you be the friendly person? Just transform this whole daggum place, you know? You go into your work and you say, man, my, my work is just a drag. People are just so negative there, you know? You're a visionary. In fact, God has given you vision for your workplace. Maybe you can be the one to speak life in that place. 
What if we saw our life like that? We're connected to the divine one. You know what I mean? Like, you're a visionary. Begin to not credit if God is in all, through all, by all, all that. And you begin to see the issues around us. Maybe God's called you to the issues you're seeing, you know? People just gossip a lot. Why don't you be the where it stops? You know, people don't gossip to me. I don't say that to brag. I just say that because I learned hard lessons. But I'm like, hey, you know what? Have you told them? Do you know nobody wants to talk to me about any gossip anymore? Instantly. We should tell them. I, you know, I bet they don't even know. I'll help you. Just spitting everywhere right now. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, in love, I'm going to tell you the truth. Like, should we talk to them? Like, I'll help. Oh, I mean, no. No, I mean, they wouldn't care. Oh, I know they would. I know them. I know them. They're a dear friend to me. I know they would understand. Oh, it is a bomb. Listen, that's a bomb. I know it. And that's why not, if y'all ever come to me, I'm going to do that, okay? So just hands down. I invite you into that. Just be so loving, but like heal relationships by that, doing that. Bring them into vulnerability. Bring them into light and truth. And listen, nobody can hide there. You'll get healed. The only time something decays is when it's dark and undercover, you know what I mean? Mmm, that's a word. Just pick that up and let light shine. But you know what happens? I've shared this before, but when you uncover the thing that's been covered for a long time, it's fertile for more growth than it's ever had. Another word. Jesus' disciples came to him and they said, hey, Jesus, there are a lot of people here. You should tell them to get on, that we got to get them some food. He said, well, why don't you do something about it? You know, just what I said. Why don't you do something about it? They're like, wait, what? We can't do nothing about that. I'm sure you can. What you got? I think it's in Mark. Mark says that one of the guys brings some, some food, but he's like, hey, man, like, I've got a little bit of something, but like, I don't know what this could possibly do. He's like, all right, here's what we're going to do. That's awesome. What you got? It's going to be good. Have them sit down. We're going to bless it. Jesus prays, blesses it. And he doesn't just like meet the need. He exceeds the need. If you're sitting here today and you're like, man, I can't, I appreciate what you're saying, Jay, but I, I want to encourage you. If you will surrender, the word is surrender today. If you will surrender the little that you feel that you have to the one who actually has power and begin to walk with him, he isn't just going to meet the need, he's going to exceed it. He'll bring healing in your lives. He'll bring healing in people's lives. He'll bring deliverance in their lives. He'll bring salvation in your life. If you feel that like you're too broken, you're not. Come to Jesus today, getting the little thing you think you got. And I believe he won't just meet the need, he'd exceed it. Right where you are, I'm gonna ask you to just bow your head. What, what has he spoken to your heart tonight? What's the thing you feel like you, 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 you need <laughs> or what's needed around you maybe? What's needed in your home right now? I believe you got, you're a visionary. You say, but Jay, man, I don't have what it takes to fix that. What's happening to your work? I believe you're the visionary for seeing it. Jay, I don't, I don't have what it takes for my workplace, man. I... But what do you have? 
Right now, would you just say, hey, Jesus, what do I have? What do I have? And then what he brings to your mind, I, I invite you, would you surrender that to him and would you invite him to take it and use you in the way that we spoke about today, right where you are. to say if anybody in the room doesn't know you're a saint here's the deal and it's, it's very clear in this book unless you have made Jesus Christ your Lord and Master you are not considered a saint there is actually a divide that your sin your problems in your life have actually created you cannot enter into a relationship with the Holy God when there's a divide between you and him but the scripture says that that wall, that divide has been torn down through the person of Jesus Christ. And if you will call to him, he will come right through that divide and carry you right through to presence with him. So if you wanna be considered a saint, literally it is by faith and faith alone. And it is the free gift of God that he accomplished in the person of Jesus. Jesus is alive right now. And in the spirit, you can call out to him and he will meet you right where you are. Do you need salvation? Do you need forgiveness right now? Call out to Jesus and say, I need your forgiveness. I need to be made whole and I wanna be brought into a relationship with you. If, you, if that's you today, I'm, I ask, nobody is looking, but I wanna pray for you right now. Would you just look up at me and let me know, hey, that's me. Hmm? Yes? Anybody else? You got it, you got it. Father, I bless my brother. I thank you for his commitment today. Now, Lord, fill him overflowing. I pray your joy would flood his heart and his life right now. Peace flood his heart right now, God. Thank you so much for my brother. You got, you got, you've given him a divine calling in this world. You've called him to 2022, and you knew exactly what he needed in his life, God. Thank you for loving my brother and for divinely setting him apart to be saint, connected with you. Father, we thank you for what you're doing in the life of this church and all of our lives, God. We just thank you so much. Now, God, we just say we surrender. Would you stand with us now as we close? I'm gonna close with a little song. Is that okay? Sure. Let's stand, let's, let's stand. Let's, let's end by singing to the king.